Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. saga of wrestling with modern media in a democracy when you got uh, free speech as part of your constitution is an ongoing thing and uh, resulting in at least currently the san francisco gay pride parade might not allow google to be involved hmm stay tuned how's come google it we'll have to explain that in detail coming up i actually could google it but I won't. I'll bing it. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're on an anti-Google jihad. Also, uh, you've seen him on TV over and over again. The House uh, Oversight Committee Chairman Elijah Cummings. Uh, turns out his wife is uh, running a crooked charity, um, or so it would seem. Uh, there's a shock. So uh, we'll get to that at some point. Any charity attached to a politician. Clinton Foundation. Sure. Pretty much every... every uh, who wrote the, the book about it? The guy... Got in trouble with the hookers. Got Clinton elected. Morris. More Roger Morris. Bill. We've had him in the Dick, studio. Dick Morris. Dick Morris. Dick Morris. Dick Morris wrote a book about this. How so many politicians, wives, husbands, kids, grandparents, whatever, make so much money off the fact that they've got a family member in Congress. Sure. And it's uh, and and a lot of it is this various charities and things. Take your big pile of contributions, and uh, you hire your wife as a consultant. Wait a second, you mean if I donate money to your son's charity, I get to show up to your office and tell you about this building permit I need? Yep, that's the way it works. No way. And or and wait a second, your son. Nobody's paying any attention to this charity. Nobody even knew it exists, and it somehow spends uh, 50 cents on the dollar, and he lives in a nice house as, a, as his own point. Well, he's our director of communications and mailing services. He makes $175,000 a year. Right. How much mailing does he do? Well, as much as we need. <laughs> yeah, it's such a scam, so we'll have details on that. First, though, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cal Clips of the Week. Oh, what do you know, man? I'm the first Mexican heavyweight champion of the world. Unless we bring excitement and energy. Socialism is not the answer. I was reelected. Medicare for all may sound good, but it's actually not good policy, nor is it good politics. I'm telling you. What a game. Oh, my gosh. What a way to start the week. Congratulations. Well, I think he's been a uh, not very good mayor, from what I understand. He's done a poor job. Crime is up. A lot of problems. There is uh, not much support in my conference for tariffs, that's for sure. So if they want to win, they better play better than us. That's all I can say. (laughs) 
beautiful drive, beautiful jump, beautiful flight. Everything was perfect. My sweet Mildred, in the faraway distance, one could hear the rumble of the artillery and the brrrp, brrrp of machine gun fire. And those of you who were on who've lived in liberty, remember those who made it so on the shores of Normandy. It's funny, as I was listening to that, I was looking up at the TV, and uh, I guess this Good Morning America has the latest would-be pop princess prancing about on stage, singing while that D-Day vet sings about liberty. and <laughs> She did not fare well in the comparison. It's like having to follow James Brown. It's not for, fair to her. <laughs> it's no. just, I swear, it gets dusty every time I hear that song. Oh, it's, it's Lord. Allergies act. I don't know. My yeah, eyes are that's, watering. That's something. That's in some the, beautiful in, stuff. In defense of the pop starlet, she really had no opportunity to fight in the, the D-Day invasion, <laughs> having been born in 2002. Can't or won't. Huh? <laughs> right? Um, this is one of those stories that could only happen in the modern world, and we still haven't figured this out yet. We haven't figured this out yet. So you got this Carlos Maza who works for Vox, and he is a a journalist, and he puts out various stories and everything like that. Now, you guys may have heard of Steven Crowder. He's a pretty popular YouTuber. Yep. He's got his own thing. Louder with Crowder. And he's got 4 million followers, which is a lot, enough to make you serious money on YouTube. And he doesn't like the Vox guy, this Maza guy, and... He doesn't like the guy's politics, and he also makes fun of the fact that the guy is gay. Carlos Maza is gay. And a lot of Crowder's complaints about his articles where he so-called debunks. I'm saying so-called because I personally haven't looked into it. I don't know what's going on here. We've we've talked a lot about fact-checking and how a fact-checking is a lot of times in the eye of the beholder. But um, So uh, Carlos Maza will put out a, a journalistic piece from Vox. Stephen Crowder will take it on, tear it apart, and then make some... Uh, Comments about him being gay, lisping voice, uh, that sort of stuff. Out and out, overt jokes about being gay. The sort of stuff that's not generally seen as cool in modern America. True. So uh, Maz has been complaining to YouTube, and specifically Google, because you always have to remember that Google owns YouTube, that, hey, you got to take this guy down. you got, you got to take him off the air. He's saying hateful things about gays, and that's not cool. Well, originally, YouTube slash Google responded that Crowder's videos weren't violating the site's terms of service, and sorry, but he gets to do this under the way we operate things here. Well, the voices got louder on the LBGT, along with a lot of progressives' side of things, more and more calls for boycotts and complaints and that sort of stuff. So YouTube either rethought it or caved, depending on how you want to look at it, and haven't kicked Crowder off of YouTube which is owned by Google, but has demonetized him. So he's got 4 million followers, but he can no longer make money off of those 4 million followers, which kind of takes the fun out of doing it, if that's your job. He can no longer make money directly through YouTube. He can still sell like advertising placements on his show. He can still sell mm. merchandise and, and things along those lines. It's specifically the YouTube ad revenue that gets demonetized. Gotcha. But I, I would have to imagine that's a chunk when yes, you have 4 million a- absolutely. people. And uh, would, would, would seriously strike at um, your ability to make your living. And so now, oh, the crowd is still howling to get him booted completely off. 
And so San Francisco Pride is threatening to ban Google from the San Francisco Pride Parade and activities if they don't kick this guy completely off of YouTube, saying demonetizing him is not enough. Hmm. And so it just gets to this argument that we've been having a lot, whether whether Facebook needs to take down the Nancy Pelosi slowed down voice video or should they be punished for Russian ads that aired or, or all this sort of stuff that we got to figure out. Various people on Twitter saying things. Sometimes this person gets kicked off. person with this point of view, which I might not agree with, gets to stay on. We haven't figured this out. We're a long ways to figure it out. Yeah. This seems to be driven by, as these things often are, uh, going after particular companies and banning them for this or that, mm. trying to affect their bottom line and forcing them into a position. Crowder, um, you know, it's funny. Who am I to tell him how to do his thing? Because he's a comedian as well as a, uh, a an actual influencer, not somebody with big boobs on uh, Instagram, but somebody who tries to help people think things through in a particular direction. Um, he, I, I'm not sure why he creates... As much uh, distraction as he does from his core message. I mean, by words, whipping he could this leave, stuff up. He could leave out the, the lisping voice and make his point about why he thinks this yeah, particular piece was I think wrong. So. It's like when Trump gets in his own way all the time. You know, he's got some good stuff going on, but he's constantly, you know, who am I to tell him? But anyway, uh, of the language he used about Mr. Maza, Crowder said, that's friendly ribbing. Did I ever offhandedly use the term lispy queer? I don't really remember it, but it sounds like me. Why? Because you speak with a lisp and you refer to yourself as a queer. It's funny, and this is a comedy show. (laughs) Um, That's an interesting point. If he refers to himself as a queer and speaks with a lisp, and he doesn't have a speech impediment, it's an affectation. So, in what sense is that hate speech? If you call yourself a queer and I call you a queer, you know, granted the intent is different, but sure, I, they, we're slicing it a little thin, though. Well, I wanted to get this on. So this is Gren, Glenn Gren. Gren's not a name. Was that a yes. mocking Asian accent? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, Glenn Greenwald. You're under probation. Oh, well, you might remember is tied up in the whole... Uh, WikiLeaks and uh, what's his name? The guy from why Edward Snowden thing and all that different sort of stuff. But anyway, Glenn Greenwald was on Tucker Carlson talking about this last night and explaining his point of view on it. I personally find Steven Crowder to be uh, just a contemptuous cretin as a commentator. I do think he's an infantile bully which is, and bigot, which are not words I easily invoke. He didn't just criticize Carlos Maza. He mocked him for being gay and for being Latino. He used a lisp and things to ridicule him, sent a lot of harassment his way. But that's the point. I don't want to live in a world where our discourse is policed and determined by benevolent overlords who run Silicon Valley companies, you know, are always going to cater to the most powerful faction. That's what happened here. YouTube caved in, not in defense of the marginalized person, but in defense of the powerful one, the one who, despite being gay and Latino, works for a major media conglomerate. And that's what they're always going to do is defend the mob and defend the powerful at the expense of those who are, are marginalized. 
Wow. That's a pretty interesting point of view from Glenn Greenwald, who, who, who can't stand Stephen Crowder. I'd say it's, as usual, it's people uh, running their I'm a victim bona fides up the flagpole. But I think it's valuable to point out, wow, wait a minute, Google is, is claiming that's the downtrodden person over there when that's the mighty corporation and the number one lobbyist of Washington, D.C., it's interesting when you're Alan Dershowitz's or your Glenn, Glenn Greenwald's who aren't into identity politics, but are true liberals in the sense of standing up for individuals get involved in some of these things. And yeah. Sometimes their politics run against what the rest of their crowd is mm-hmm. into. Yeah. Well, I, I will tell my progressive friends the whole intersectionality thing is it's, it's suicide. It's suicide for your ideology because it's so utterly morally bankrupt. It substitutes one evil for another. It says, because of racism, we get to be racist. Because of homophobia, whatever that is, I mean... We get to silence individuals on behalf of a company. Right, exactly. No, no, no. I understand the childlike impulse to want to punch because you were punched, but it will just lead to more punching. The adult way is the Martin Luther King Jr. way. It's, It's, you know, Malcolm X in his later life. It's the... We must insist on fairness, always fairness. We can't repay hate with hate and discrimination with discrimination. It, w- it will be the suicide of the nation. Oh. Good stuff. Yeah. Our, our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Did you get to that new poll? Uh, yeah, it was the stuff about abortion. Oh, okay. The vast majority of Americans are in agreement. There's a new national poll on the 2020 race. Do you want to see it? Or? Mm, yeah. 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 I think anything before, before the, the first debate, yeah. debate is like the first hour of the Super Bowl pregame show or the third hour of the Super Bowl pregame show. Nothing has changed. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Um, oh, I left the ad industry because our use of data t- trafficking terrified me. That's a good story. Yeah, somebody was in, uh, in inside the belly of the beast and was horrified by what they were doing. Speaking of the evils of Google and their brethren. Yeah, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. A D-Day veteran returned to the skies to parachute again into the same landing zone that he did 75 years ago. This is an amazing story. Honestly, I don't know what's scarier. Parachuting into Nazi territory on the real D-Day or being the jump expert today who's responsible for not hurting a 97-year-old veteran. Because if that landing goes wrong, the veteran's going to be mad. He's going to be like, I survived Hitler, but it looks like Butterfinger's Barry over here finished the job. Who needs Nazis when you got numbskulls? Wow. <laughs> Barry over here. <laughs> I tell you what, if you watched that uh, gent is landing after a skydive and we're like, oh, careful, 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 as they landed. I don't, I don't know what kind of person you are, but it went okay. Good for him. Big smile on his face, too, oh, when he was getting up. Yeah, was, yeah. that's beautiful. Just got this text. I'm one of seven. We're all on our smartphones in our surgery break room. That's the way we wow. do it. That's the way we yep. roll now. Yep, yep. I tell you how you roll in Congress, Jack. If you're the uh, the morally indignant House Oversight Committee Chairman Elijah Cummings and your wife, uh, they they have a big charity. Maya Rockymore is her name. 
Uh, she, uh, I tell you what, she's got a good gig going. She was paid a quarter million dollars in management fees for running the uh, charity. The payments were made by Rocky Morris Foundation, the Center for Global Policy Solutions, to her consulting firm, Global Policy Solutions. <laughs> um, take an extra five minutes in your scam and change your consulting firms was not the same thing. The two entities also had a cost-sharing agreement in which the foundation can covered its own expenses related to any joint projects. Uh, IRS law prohibits insiders at nonprofit groups from self-dealing or using foundation money for their own personal financial benefit. I'll bet that is one of the most flouted laws in our entire tax code. Tax records. All right, you're howling. People are howling for uh, Trump's tax records from when he was a private citizen. There's absolutely no law that says you have to disclose your records. Is it tradition? Yeah, it has been for the last several decades. Do you think it's a good idea? Fine. We can argue about Most that. Most people do. But there's no there's no legal reason to. On the other hand, the tax records of nonprofits like Ms. Rocky Moore's are public and supposed to be available for bu- viewing. They have refused to disclose any of their tax records. Now for weeks. I'm super cynical about politicians, but I'll bet 25% at least of Congress people have some sort of phony charity involved in their family. I wonder. Or even if it's not a phony charity, it's I hire my son uh, as uh, as a consultant. Yeah, or that. Yeah, one, one of those kind of things. With campaign What do you call that? A nepotism sort of scam going on? Yeah, there's got to be a term for it, but... Uh... I just cash cowification. I just read enough of Dick Morris's book to know that uh, it's like what Willie Brown did with Kamala Harris is is his girlfriend got her on some board that paid in today's dollars one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year. She didn't have to do anything. Right, just just the way it works. Um, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? A U.S.-Russia near-miss on the high sea sparks accusations all around. Netflix new problem: it's too popular and saying goodbye to the doctor. Oh, all that's on the way. That sounds like a pretty good newscast. You must have put some effort into that. Finally. <laughs> wow, that was unneeded. Armstrong and Getty. Sean, you talked about this earlier. The dog movie come out this weekend, Pets yes. 2? Yeah, The Life of Pets 2 comes out yeah. this weekend. Luckily, Secret Life of Pets? Is that the, the actual yeah. title of it? Yeah. Luckily, my kids don't follow the media that closely, so they won't know. I don't want to take them opening weekend. No way. But that we love the first movie. We've watched it multiple times. By the way, there's more uh, to this uh, Elijah Cummings' wife story. This, uh, this foundation that they run had received millions of dollars from corporations and special interest groups with business before her husband's committee. I mean, it's just it's the Clinton model all over. It's just it's so egregious. And it happens all the time. Yeah. Let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. On the high seas, the U.S. Navy says the Russian destroyer that nearly collided with the USS Chancellorville made an unsafe maneuver. The U.S. 7th Fleet posted a statement saying the Russian destroyer maneuvered from behind and to the right of the U.S. ship, then sped up toward it. You be the judge. We have the video at armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, I haven't seen it. How's it look to you? It looks like the Russian ship just went right for the American yep. ship and, and went within feet of it. 
The near collision happened in the Philippine Sea overnight as the Chancellorville was recovering a helicopter. The Russia ship came within 50 feet of the U.S. ship, causing the destroyer to use all engines to avoid the collision. Now, the Russian military is accusing the Chancellorville of changing direction, while the U.S. Navy is condemning Russia's actions as unprofessional. It's a huge body of water. There's no reason they'd be anywhere near each other. Well, no, I'm not even going to, you know, dignify that conversation. Right, it's right. obviously on purpose, but yeah. I just I can't figure out what they're trying to do, what they hope for, what's their hope goal. You know, yeah, that's sort of chest thumping. Is it to provoke a confrontation? Because Putin must always provoke external threats to justify his rule internally. So I think it's mostly that. The mullahs in Iran, the Revolutionary Guard, do the same thing all the time. I would love to know what the Russian media's take is on this story. Whatever Putin tells them it is. Well, right. (laughs) Which you know, yeah. How they spin the video to make it look like we caused the problem. Because we were talking earlier about how Russia doesn't like that Chernobyl miniseries on HBO. So they're putting out their own, which claims that the CIA was behind it. Oh, boy. And, you know... If every bit of media your whole life has been telling you the U.S. was behind blowing up our nuclear reactor, a lot of people probably believe it. Yeah. I think the Russian uh, media angle focuses on these sunbathers on the back of the Russian boat, which is kind of a weird thing. Yeah, it is kind of a weird thing. <laughs> I mean, that guy's practically got one of those foil reflectors on his <laughs> yeah. chest. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, he's going in for a port call. There are gals there. He wants to look good. Well, it's the last day for May. British Prime Minister Theresa May has formally stepped down as a Conservative Party leader. Hello, good boy. She is now gone. Netflix is so popular, it's running out of U.S. subscribers. Consulting <laughs> firm PwC released a new report saying Netflix appears to be nearing its peak subscriber point in the U.S. The first. I don't understand what that means. Well, basically, they have got about 60 million subscribers, and they figured that is going to oh, that, be, they'll be maxed okay, out gotcha. at that point. And you got, That's as good as they're going to do, the, their r- business model. Right. And okay. then you've got Disney Plus coming on board and so, a number of other streaming uh, services. I don't know how many parents are like us, but we'll yeah. be out the day Disney uh, becomes available. Anyway, Netflix uh, is uh, saying to uh, anybody who's uh, curious, ah, don't worry about it. We've got plenty of room to grow internationally. So that's what they're going to concentrate on. That seems like only, only a story China. for the, the investor class, uh, yeah. perpetually yeah. obsessed with growth, that sort of thing. Right. I, you know, I, don't, I think running out of subscribers is kind of one of a good, it's one of those good problems to have. We yeah. sold our product to every conceivable human being who would want it. That's not bad news. I <laughs> complain about the children's fair a lot, but whenever I have a rare moment to see what's on Netflix for me, there's tons of great stuff. For a grown-up, it's one of the things that's kind of brought in this this halcyon age of uh, of documentaries too. They they are a great right. platform for a lot of great right. documentaries. Right. Maybe they have a documentary on how stupid it is to eat giant donuts as an adult. <laughs> I would watch that one. I that's should right. watch that one. I should watch it twice. See what I've got to remember since yeah. I didn't have a donut. Not only is it good for me, but the deliciousness deliciousness yes of watching others around me beat themselves yes. up after right. they eat their donut. <laughs> Schadenfreude when I didn't eat mine. Because now I'm not feeling bad about it. When you guys were eating your donuts, it was killing. <laughs> but now that now that you're beating yourselves up for it, I'm feeling pretty good. Not just a donut, but a long john. Not just a long john, but a Bavarian cream oh, filled gosh. long john. I believe it has damaged me on a cellular level. <laughs> I am having 
I am having symptoms of having eaten that donut quite literally from my head to the ends of my fingers. I can feel that donut in the muscles of my thighs. What is that? I, it has changed my metabolism. It's altered your DNA. I think you're having has. a good time, Joe. I may, be, I, I may turn into an ape or a fly or just be dead by the end of the hour. I don't know if other people do this. Like my, my wife never does this, but... If I eat something crappy after I eat it, I think, why? What What are you doing letting 30 seconds of okay pleasure? It was like 90 seconds, but go on. <laughs> and I just really beat myself up over it afterwards. Just, what are you thinking? Why would you ever, as a grown man, eat a donut? It's your, your super ego arguing with your id. I don't like it's your nas- super ego's chance. <laughs> super. Not so super, are you? Yeah, what's your superpower? Yeah. Uh, National Donut Day. It's, there's, I don't know. Right. Your workplace That's, probably has... And I'm the first guy to pull, call bullcrap on that stuff. <laughs> National, what does that even mean? <laughs> Stop it. Who cares? Look for meaning in your life. There's no meaning in it being National Donut Day. Oh, it's National Soup Day. Today's <laughs> National Ham Day. Says who? And what are you, a marionette? <laughs> All right. Anyway, 0-2. On on an entirely different note, we're saying goodbye to the doctor. They call me Dr. Jones, known as the night tripper. Got my satchel of Gree Gree in my hand. From his first album, Gree Gree, all the way to... I've been in the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. Dr. John, the New Orleans music legend, has passed away. Mac Rabinac's family said he had a heart attack uh, Thursday, 77 years old. He had the perfect birth name for musician Mac Rabinac. Changes it to kind of the boring Dr. John. I find that really interesting. Yeah, he he checked me for uh, colon cancer one time. Dr. John. Yep. yep I said, cool. hey, look at this. <laughs> had me better. That's who, so, my first hey, medicinal pot. A little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a look over there, yonder. My first medicinal pot prescription was from, from Dr. John. So, um, did, did, did I read correctly that he uh, he, he enjoyed, enjoyed drug use when he was younger? Yes, I guess he Great did. Scott. He was a man of the world. New Orleans musician? Yeah. But pulled it off until, you know, stayed alive until he was 77. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's lower than life expectancy. But anyway, well, yeah, and he, he might have given it up ages ago. I don't yeah. know. But, I think uh, I yeah. think he probably tempered his behavior as the mm. years went by. Well, don't we all? If Dr. our old John. friend Vince were here, he'd be shouting, "Name I hit!" And he only had one or two, but he was legendary musician. Right. All he, musicians know who this guy he is. He was right? on a gazillion albums yeah. that you, you don't know he was the keyboard player on. Um, and he was a doctor, so of course he tempered. He understood the <laughs> lack of health benefits. Yeah, this appears to be uh, affecting my cardiovascular health. <laughs> and game four of the NBA Finals tonight in Oakland, but not without controversy. The NBA's banned the Golden State's Warriors investor Mark Stevens for a season and fined him half a million dollars. I don't think there's controversy, Marshall. I think everybody thinks the guy was an idiot. <laughs> yeah, you can't shove players from the other team. Wow! He he managed to shove the Toronto Raptors guard uh, Kyle Lowry and uh, repeatedly cursed at him during Game 3. Imagine if the guy had gotten hurt. So in addition to the one-year ban and the $500,000 fine, uh, getting reports that multiple sources close to the Golden State Warriors tell me Mark Stevens uh, will be forced to sell, will likely be forced to sell his shares of the team before the start of next season. I don't think that's an overreaction. That's an indication you have no self-control. I mean, that's just crazy behavior. Mm. I don't know if he's drinking a lot of beer or doing whatever, but man, oh man. Can they make you sell your share of a company, though? 
with what a gun? They did that. Punch me in the face if if I don't. Or do you have to have permission from the league to be a part owner? Is it one of those? I think the league can vote you out. Is it similar to what happened with Donald Sterling? Like they forced him to sell. It is an Uh, association. Although, or they come to you and say, "Look, there's this and a number of other things we'd rather not get into bringing up." Oh, Oh, right. Oh, does your wife know where you go after the game before you go home? Oh. That's hardball, Jack. (laughs) Whoops, wrong sport. That's a slam dunk. (laughs) Anyway, it's the third quarter. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Yes, I will be watching the NBA Finals tonight. Excited about that. Mm. Celine Clay Thompson doesn't like in warm-ups hurt his leg, and then it's back to hot dog vendors and... Rick Barry's out there again. <laughs> Run TMC. I'm telling you, it's the ultimate Cinderella story. The Giants are laid low, and who's who remains but the Davids of the uh, Golden State Warriors to to fight, to fight, to win. Unknowns, benchwarmers come together as a team. So, Sees that it's like Hoosiers. But Goliath and David are the same team in this. Yeah, in this case they are. <laughs> this is a complicated they a treaty. <laughs> it's very wow. complicated to follow. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There was a British officer who was nicknamed Mad Jack. Mad Jack's name was Lieutenant Colonel John Malcolm Thorpe Fleming Churchill. He actually jumped from his landing craft with a sword in hand. He also threw a grenade for good measure as he ran towards the battle and he managed to capture over 40 German officers at sword point in only one raid. He also holds the last recorded longbow kill in history for a kill shot he made in 1940. He was not surprisingly a little insane. And when they talked about Lieutenant Colonel Churchill, he is reported to have complained, quote, if it wasn't for those damn Yankees, we could have kept the war going for another 10 years. You're very good, Professor. A different perspective. Anyway, 0-2. Oh wow. <clears throat> Vince Scully there. That's, that's wild. I, I, mm, I love Vince Scully. L- love him. One of my faves. But I did find myself wondering, what's going on with the game? <laughs> There's like a four... He that, doesn't care. That's a little piece of a four-minute mark of the game where he doesn't even mention what's going really? on. Really? Yeah. <laughs> There, I, I, at one point, a fan runs out on the field, so there's kind of an extended delay oh, where he kind of talks over. Oh, that's the roaring. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right, fair enough. And he's not going to glorify that. Okay, the great Vin Scully. Anyway, 0-2. That's right, Vin. Uh, so, uh, women in the news, uh, and I, I, well, I'll just say it. So uh, Stormy Daniels has just tweeted, uh, one Stephanie Clifford, uh, a skank for hire, a porn star, exotic dancer, and uh, loser of lawsuits against the president, and victim of the absolutely soulless, amoral vampire, Michael Avenatti, frankly, 
Uh, she has announced that she will be uh, performing tonight <laughs> in San Francisco at the Palace of Fine Arts. Really? Which fine art is showing your genitals? The finest. And <laughs> and or your boobies. Is that a fine art now? Well, wow. that's that's something. Wow. I uh, venue what, the, the venue's just supposed to stay empty, Joe. You can't book events in the venue. Fine art. <laughs> Paint a bowl of fruit with the, that thing maybe and then I'll I'll consider putting you in here. Huh? Unbelievable! Oh, another uh, another uh, woman really worth admiring. If you you know if you have young daughters, I right. raised two girls um, with, of course, the help of my beautiful wife. But uh, finding role models is so important. Oh, that reminds me, I got to I got to text Deborah Saunders um, about getting together with Little D, my my college daughter. Anyway, um, uh, where was I? Women admiring the role models. Ah, oh, yes, it's important that girls have role yes. models. Yes, smart. Independent, tough women. Gotcha. I love introducing Delaney and, and Caitlin, my eldest daughter, to people like that. Here's another one. Madonna, who said she felt raped by a New York Times article about her. Okay, is she just stuck on repeat? Because that's like the second time in a week she's claimed something happened that made her feel raped. And is she not, like, following the news? That's not cool. Yeah. You don't say you feel raped every time something slightly annoying happens to you. Yeah, Dumbass. You can call a woman a dumbass, can't you? Of course. Women do. Okay. She's a dumbass. So she felt raped by a New York Times article, and she goes on at some length. It was really uh, disappointing. Uh, to call it disappointment would be an understatement. The journalist who wrote this article spent days and months and hours with me, was invited into a world which many people don't get to see but chose to focus on trivial and superficial matters. She mentions a couple and never ending comments about my age, which would never have been mentioned had I been a man. Well, turns out that Sir Paul McCartney, Mick Jagger, Bob Dylan, Brian Wilson, and several others had articles written about them in the New York Times turning 60 or 70 or whatever, and ageist jokes were made in Brian Wilson's article. Time to take the T-bird away for good. He keeps leaving the blinker on. <laughs> San Francisco Gate, the liberal Chironical Article also joked that 60-year-old Isaac Hayes would be headed straight for the assisted living community. Um, Hearst Publishing shows us that progressive liberal and, and ageism and racism all make for jolly good laughs. Apparently, I kid. But that's Roy who licked into all that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the whole professional victimhood thing. I just... <sighs> can't, look, can't you just say I didn't like the article? Yeah, why is he obsessed with my age? Let's talk about the music. That's a perfectly yeah, legitimate yeah, thing yeah. to say. I felt raped. They would never do that to a man. Number one, you felt raped is utterly, horrifically disrespectful to victims of sexual violence. And, and secondly, they do it to guys all the time, you dumbass. <laughs> that's just unbelievable I, and listen yeah. it's not like i'm a survivalist i don't kill yeah. and skin my own meat you know what i don't have the leathered hands of of like a a, a, a gladiator in the roman empire right. i'm not trying to right. portray myself that way but the glorification of victimhood what's happened to my people whatever happened to resilience and and strength and self-reliance and 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 grace under pressure. Right. By the way, Michelangelo and and Hanson, executive producer Hanson, earlier this week, we had the sort of technical meltdown happens once a decade. 
And they both displayed grace under pressure. Much respect, fellas. Well done. Thank you. Huh? Thank you didn't you. run around wetting your pants saying, ah, I feel raped. Disgusting. Hello, Elizabeth Holmes here, wearing a sensible black turtleneck. I figure staked Armstrong and Getty, and now here's their final thoughts with the results. Hey, by the way, Hanson, Elizabeth Holmes just sent a new version. So I'll be awesome. sending that awesome. to you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? I got to tell you guys, I had five donuts this morning. <laughs> that is, that, that, is, that is a personal no, record. You, didn't, you yeah. liar. No, I did. Oh, my God. Is that suicide? Or nah, I don't know. <laughs> is this replacement therapy for not gambling for three weeks? It could, you, yes. I, it could very it's well like be. like people who give up drinking and get fat. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Man. Positive oh. Sean, final thought for the good folks? I ate a Beyond Meat hamburger yesterday. It was at a place where everything was uh, from plant-based, so the cheese and everything was, too. It, the texture is fine. It doesn't taste like anything. It was better than I was expecting, but not good enough for me to want it again anytime soon. Oh, really? Yeah, I've heard huh. the Impossible Burger is the one that's maybe a little bit better. I'll seek that one out. But right. so, so it was far, just meh? It was meh. I tasted the fake cheese more than anything else. Ah. Fake cheese? There you go. That's a mistake. That's a bridge too far. Michelangelo, final thought. Uh, real quick here. Hanson's driving me home. I had a few donuts, and I can't drive home. He'll steer, still, he'll steer the wheel. And I'll give him directions. <laughs> wow. I can't open my eyes. I've got too much donut fatigue. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to take a, a second to thank everybody for the emails about the D-Day show yesterday and your experiences and your visits. A lot of people sent pictures of when they visited Normandy. We heard from a number of vets who appreciated Jack's screed about, yes, revere the men of D-Day, but understand we have fighting men and women right now. Risking their lives. So thanks. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll see you Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven. Still doing this show. See you some other time. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.